Welcome to the latest Chamber podcast. I'm Paul Faulkner and today we're talking about the Queen's Award for Enterprise and how you may go about getting one and what the benefits would be for your business. And I'm delighted to be joined by a a great uh, suite of guests today. Hello everybody, I'm Simon Topman, uh, Managing Director of the Acme Whistle Company, a local manufacturer, but also my real connection with these particular awards is I'm a Deputy Lieutenant um, responsible for promoting them. Uh, hello everybody, uh, Rowan Crozier, I'm Chief Executive of a 158-year-old Birmingham-based business called C. Brandauer & Co. Company, um, and we're a previous winner of the Queen's Award in 2019 for International Trade. And I'm Kate Canty, and I work at the West Midlands Lieutenancy, um, supporting the Lord Lieutenant in most things royal. And, I mean, there's so much to talk about today, but, Kate, just as a, a sort of starter for 10, tell us a little bit more about the, the office of the Lieutenancy and exactly uh, all the different things that it gets involved in. Well, the, the Lord Lieutenant represents Her Majesty the Queen in the West Midlands, so um, he will meet and greet a member of the royal family when they come to visit, which we've had quite a bit recently, and we are expecting the Prince of Wales tomorrow, so we're looking forward to seeing His Royal Highness in the area promoting, actually, engineering and motor manufacturing. Um, we also promote the Queen's Award for Voluntary Service, personal honours, we attend events, we do a lot of work with the community, and we have deputy lieutenants across the region doing various pieces of work with local organisations. But the biggest piece of work currently is the Queen's Award for Enterprise. And, and just for, for those who are listening wondering, well, who is the, uh, the Lord Lieutenant for the West Midlands? Because it's John Crabtree, isn't it? It is, yes. Previous president of the Chamber of Indeed, Commerce. Indeed, yes. And um, currently chair of the organising committee for the Commonwealth Games 2022. So a very busy chap. Absolutely. but And so it's great that, that the, the office then is responsible for all of the, the sort of uh, looking after the royals when they're, they're in town or in the region, I should say. And uh, as we said, promoting the Queen's Awards as well. And Simon, as a deputy lieutenant or a DL, um, can you tell us a little bit more about the Queen's Awards and, and what they're sort of meant to be doing? Well, it is the absolutely highest award um, for um, enterprise, uh, whether it be export innovation, sustainable development, or promoting opportunity through social mobility. Those are the four categories. And winning these awards is a real badge of excellence. Here in the West Midlands, we're not so good at putting ourselves forward. Um, And our own representation amongst those awards is far less than our stature should be. Uh, We're at a very, very heart of a huge business community here in the West Midlands, but we're not pulling our weight. We're not winning our fair share of these awards purely because people aren't applying enough. And that's really one of the things that we're, we're gathered here today to, to talk about, to try to, to yes, raise the profile, absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. We want people to know about it and to realise two things, really. One, it is simple and easy to apply. Um, yes, you've got to satisfy some very strict criteria. There is no question about that. But... Um, it's well worth it because the rewards, as exemplified by everybody you ever speak to who has won these awards, who's been involved with them, who've applied for the awards, 
the benefits are very definitely there. And I think that's an important message to get over. While you, you know, ultimately you you win an award, it's not as though you get nominated. You've got to put yourself forward, isn't it? So this is something that the every you know sort of uh, business leader, business owner, it's 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 in their own destiny. You can you know, put yourselves forward if you meet the criteria, and you can then win the award if if you are deemed to uh, be satisfied. It's open to anybody, uh, providing you have two employees and you've got £100,000 worth of turnover at the point that you nominate yourself, you can go for it. I think the most interesting stat of all around these awards is that 85% of people who have won the award say how very surprised they are how winning the award has exceeded their expectation in what he's actually been able to do for their business. Now, that I think is very telling, and this is why I think people just don't appreciate um, how good it can be. So, so putting yourself forward, winning, will actually make your business better. Now, I'm going to turn to Rowan, and something you said there, Simon, you know, that they're, they're simple and easy to apply for and they actually will uh, add massive amount of value to your, your business. Have you found that to be the case, Ryan? I did, but I was one of those that was quite daunted by applying. So yeah. the background to, to us actually applying and, and then winning winning the international trade category, um, I'd been nagged for three years by our chairman to go for it. Right. Um, and uh, in particular, the social mobility uh, category. And I was daunted by a process I didn't know anything about. Yeah, uh, I was daunted by the stature and size of the of, of the, the um, potential award, um, and eventually I was worn down and I went for it. Um, so you actually, sort of put it off for a few years. It I was did, mentioned, I, and you thought, you know, this looks like it's going to be absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the wrong thing to do. Okay, it's a myth, um, yeah. and it's just that if you. Um, Treat it like any other sort of strategic project you might take on as a manufacturer. Um, look at which categories there are, consider the right category for your business, and then follow the process. There's plenty of advice online and on the phone if you want yeah. it to help you through that process. And get engaged. Understand what you're going for. Understand what boxes you need to tick yeah. uh, and what rules you need to, to meet. And then it becomes relatively easy. And, and Kate, is that one of the roles that, that you and your team play in supporting uh, businesses when they, they do make that decision to apply? We, we do. Um, we don't do a huge amount of that from the office because we do the day-to-day running. But our yeah. deputy lieutenants on the Queen's Ward for Enterprise team okay. do provide an awful lot of mentoring and support. And it is what, what I've equated it to in the past is a rather complicated NVQ. Mm-hmm. It's quite broad-based questions because you need to adjust your answers for your business. And if they ask questions that were too specific, then you wouldn't get everybody applying because they would go, what's that question got to do with me? So they're nice, broad questions which you then have to complete in your own way to talk about your own business. And you've really got to put the content in there. And sometimes, and I think this happens across the West Midlands, yeah. as Simon said, You've got bragging rights. Talk about your company and big it up. Because if you don't, who else is going to? No, absolutely. I you mean, know, and, and this, this is a badge of excellence. It really, really is. And I, I love what you said there, Rowan, about how what, the perception you had mm. about the, the barriers to actually uh, applying were, were really a myth. And so it's with that, that support. I mean, talk us through you know, the, the process a little bit and how you found that for the company. So... 
once I sort of conceded we were going to go for it, right? <laughs> I, uh, I actually looked at the different um, categories that you can actually go for. Um, and being steered to the social mobility one, I felt was not actually that, although on paper our apprenticeship scheme might, might be a good, a good topic for us to, to put in that category, I felt we had a much stronger story mm-hmm. on international trade. 158 years old trading from day one in Pennibs right through to today when we're supplying components for pharmaceutical razor blade applications, etc. Um, and the story just sort of told itself. So, you know, it, so it, you've uh, already been been trading all over the world, exporting then? For, for many, many years, absolutely. And when I started looking then at some of the key questions and some of the key measurables, uh, successive years of growth, either in profitability or, or, or revenue terms, we ticked so many boxes with that. Um, and the numbers matched, which is quite vital. Absolutely. Where, the, where you need numbers to match, to, to, to be eligible and be considered for the award, they are independently audited. Um, and um, yeah, as soon as I discovered the process, understood more about it and what, what boxes uh, we needed to tick under the categories, it was easy selection. And, and how long did it all take? What were the timeframes from sort of gathering all the information, filling out the application, sending it off and then, and then hearing back? Broadly speaking, we started the process in early spring and we were done and dusted by mid-September. Right. Now, that sounds like a long time, but I wasn't full-time at it all the way through. If you want actual dedicated time, it was probably myself and one other around a week total in, in little dribs and drabs, really, um, and doing it bits at a time, which, again, the process helps you do because yeah. you can part do the application online, save your progress and then continue at a later date. And, and, and Simon, is it a, a, a rolling uh, application process or are there sort of annual deadlines? When, if you want no, to... um, the um, applications are taken from the 1st of May every year and then the uh, applications are closed, cut off on the 10th of September. Okay, right. So that, that fits with, with Rowan's time frame there. Where below all of us, yes. when you're doing the essay, you don't hand it in too early, do you? You mm. wait until uh, mm. the deadline hits. And so when did you actually get the, the good news then that you'd been awarded the, uh, the Queen's Award? So we actually, there's, there's several stages to it. We found out we've been shortlisted um, early winter, sort of November time from what I remember. Um, and then your numbers have to be audited yeah. independently. Um, and then we actually found out in uh, late March time, early yeah, February, March time, the following year that we'd, uh, we'd won. Um, but you have to keep it secret, ah. uh, which was which was quite difficult <laughs> for us because the minute you know you win, you've won, you, you want to go out and shout about it. Yeah, pop the prosecco, don't you? <laughs> exactly. So, so, so why the secrecy then, Kate? I mean, it, it's to give them advance warning so that the uh, Department of Business can get the press book sorted out mm-hmm. and get all details put together because they produce a wonderful press book each year of all the winners across the country. So they need to make sure that their winners get the best publicity possible. So that gives preparation time and lead-in time to the actual announcement itself. And that goes back, I suppose, to what we were saying about, about some of the benefits of, of winning because you know, there is an awful lot of promotion which goes with it, isn't it? Not just domestically, but I guess all around the, the world as the, the machine of, of government and, and the sort of Department of International Trade kicks in and we, we shout about our, our Queen's Awards winners, yeah, which in itself raises profile awareness and, and generates more business. So, so how long do you have to keep the secret for? 
only about a month, isn't it, really? Oh, okay. Whilst yeah, there's yeah, preparation it's time. It's a long um, month. <laughs> it is a long month. It's, it's, it's like anything. You do get advance notification and you, so that you can do your plans too because you want to be ready to tell the world that you've won it and get your branding sorted out and get like pop-up banners, anything ready so that you're ready for your trade shows. And, I mean, one thing I'm intrigued by is, I mean, how hard is it to get through the process how many applications say in a typical year are received and again Rowan, you mentioned being shortlisted to then sort of winning so there's a number of phases and i know you, you pointed out simon that, that we we don't have enough winners but is that because we're not getting enough people applying or, or the quality yes, of the applicants no I, I don't think it's quality i think it's applicants um, in total in a, in a normal kind of year there's between 600 and 690 national applicants of whom approximately 200 um, are successful. That's not a fixed yeah. um, number. Obviously, it does depend on the, the quality of applicants, how many actually succeed or, or don't. Um, so about a third of people seem to be um, winning it. And one of the benefits that I, I think it confers, and I'd be very interested in what Rowan thinks about this, looking at the forms, 90% of the applicants and winners are SMEs. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows who has ever run or worked in an SME, your nose is to the grindstone all the time. How much time do you have to sit back and reflect upon your business? I know that you should, <laughs> but what's the reality? Yeah. You don't. One of the things that this award does, it makes you focus on your business, step back and look step by step through the application process. Are we doing this? Are we doing that? Why are we doing this? All those questions that you should be asking. And I have a really strong suspicion that if you interviewed all 600 of those applicants, whether they won mm. or whether they didn't, they'd all say they found the process beneficial. And for those who benefited from the process and then won, well, that's really icing on the cake. So I'm looking at Rowan now. Yeah, who's couldn't, couldn't agree more with Simon there. So, so absolutely, um, the process is structured. It asks um, fairly basic, but a lot of basic questions about your business and business performance. It was an absolute pleasure to go through that process. It was like a pause button on your strategic thinking to actually go back and think, well, what have we, what have we done? Yeah. How did we do it? And, and why were we successful at it? And it also helps you point out some of the areas of weakness as well through that process as well. So absolutely, the process was very rewarding, uh, both for me and, and for, for the wider business well, I mean, as well. I mean, that's phenomenal advocacy. And, and sort of 200 winners, you're in really verified company as well, isn't it? Which is which is great for the organisation, great for the, the people who work here. I Absolutely. The only problem is there's not enough in the West Midlands. There's, there's literally yeah. a handful, um, if that. Um, I mean, how long do you get to to carry the award for? You mentioned you'd won it in a previous year, 2019, so mm -hmm. still feels just around the corner, doesn't it? But but how long can you can you be a Queen's Award winner for? Five years. Five years. Five yeah. years. You get to use the promotional, the standing, the award. It's a five-year award. But you can apply again, of course, and a lot of people do. JCB, I know a slightly bigger company than, than Brandauer, but they've had 30 awards over quite a long period of time. Um, and you can move from category to category. Just because you've won the international trade one this time round doesn't mean you can't go for sustainable development or innovation, yeah. say, next time round. So there's great scope for keeping it going. And, and if you are minded to do it, you could permanently have an award on your letter. And it's a very powerful symbol, 
mm. and, and, and in image and it's one that okay you know you, you're listening to to the podcast I'm sure when you've uh, you've flicked on one whatever channel you have then you'll have seen that 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 symbol the e uh, representing um, enterprise, and um, I mean, you've got got it on your 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 shirt today. I was just well, thinking yeah. the same thing, absolutely. So, the the advantage it brings you uh, and the stature it creates is is quite phenomenal. I didn't realise until we won it. Mm. Um, good example of that is being out in uh, Germany at the end of last year at our um, first visit to Black Expo exhibition in Stuttgart. We use the promotion to its maximum. You're right, it's yeah. on my shirt, it's on our business cards, yeah. um, it's on our uh, exhibition stand. And it draws people into the stand and, and they want to know, why have you got the, the Queen's motif on, you know, on your stand? Yeah. Brilliant. International trade. We've, we've, won, we've won an award for trading to over 22 countries um, for, uh, since the company was founded. It's a real kite mark of excellence, isn't it? Absolutely. And, it is. and do you sort of, um, Kate, do, does the office provide advice as to how firms should use this or examples of best practice, or is that very much down to sort of Rowan's entrepreneurship? A, a lot of this is down to how you would promote your business, and it's, it's really not prescriptive. You've, you've got to be able to do what you want to do for your business purposes. And we will support and give bits of advice, but on the whole, it's you're going to want to promote yourself to the best of your ability. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think we need to say whether it needs to be in Fine. good taste or not. You do it anyway. Yeah. You know, so you will do the branding to the best you can and do your promotions with the best of your ability to get better trade for your company. And in terms of, sort of tangible um, differences, Rowan, I mean, have you seen you know, order book sort of grow off the back of this, or have you? How do you measure? The, the impact, more sales, sort of increased productivity amongst the staff? Like, it, it, it's a, a multitude of areas. Yeah. So it, motivational effects are huge. So it was great to be able to mark the work that we've done throughout the company's history, but predominantly, let's say, in the last five years or so, um, to recreate Brand Hour, its brand, what it's doing, um, how it, it's delivering its services. And that's in the main, down to the, the great people that, that I employ. Um, so this marked that officially with, a, with an accolade. Um, I'd love to have taken them all to the palace because that was another benefit, <laughs> but I could only take one other with me. Yeah. Um, and I took our longest server, who's been with us uh, for 42 years. Um, and when I asked him, he cried. Wow. Out of joy. He was absolutely uh, very emotional. And who did you get to meet down there? Uh, Prince Charles. Prince Charles. Wonderful. So, yeah, it was... Um, it was a fantastic day. We were like a couple of kids in a sweetie shop walking around. Yeah, you know, special. Inside. We all sort very, of Very, very well, special. Very special. Um, in terms of tangible, measurable um, benefits to the business, aside from those, which I'd say are, are quite important, certainly getting a lot more interest internationally. Um, in particular, target areas for us for the last year and a half has been India. Commonwealth right. countries yeah. hugely recognise this accolade. Um, in addition to that, in what you might think is a Brexit environment and we might not be doing as much trade with the EU. Yeah. Huge influx of inquiries um, over the last six months, in particular from Germany. It's never been more important, I think, for businesses to, to raise their eyes and to be you know, either mm. uh, selling more overseas, exploring more, and it's certainly have just been domestically focused and it's, it's being aware of, of what the opportunities are. And it's clear that the, the Queen's Award is a, um, a great sort of mark for helping to sort of prove your, your, your credibility around the globe. So, so the real message is then that, that 
this is a fantastic award. It's it's a bit of a myth that it's daunting to apply for. There's there's plenty of support from the lieutenancy office and and deputy ele- uh, lieutenants, and then we don't have enough businesses here in the West Midlands applying. So it's very much a rallying cry today, isn't it? That that, that period from from May to September, uh, when we want to get applications in, it, it's fast approaching. The daffodils are about to pop. Um, sort of start thinking about the Queen's Award and, and reaching out if you want to find out more information because we want to get more businesses here in the region applying, don't we? We do. It's the laurel wreath of excellence, which not only puts your company into the forefront of the region that you're from, but is national recognition by the head of state of your country. It writes you into British history as being something just a little bit special. And if people out there think they are, and by heavens, we've got a lot who are in the West Midlands, they need to get on with it. I think that's a great way to to wrap up. Uh, There'll be details uh, of how you can find out more information and apply uh, linked into the podcast. So please do uh, check that out. And certainly if you need to find out more, uh, reach out to, to Kate Canty at the Lieutenancy Office here in the West Midlands. But Kate, Rowan, Simon, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Chamber Podcast. For more episodes, you can find us on a host of podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer and Google Podcasts, as well as the latest news section of www.greaterbirminghamchambers.com.